the Washington Commanders and the Baltimore Ravens 24 game preseason win streak. And Sam Howe is starting to win Stoner over. It's a reckoning. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's Day After Reckoning. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. We are Ref the District on the Believe Network, bringing you all the great content for your D.C. sports, especially those Washington commanders, those streak enders. Mm. It was just a few years ago that they ended the Pittsburgh Steelers 11-0 undefeated streak. Then it was last year with Philadelphia being 10-0 that they end that. And now the 24-game win streak for Baltimore has been ended by these upstart Washington commanders. Stoner, mm. let's get your initial reactions over this 29-28 victory for the Commanders. It's a lot to take in. There's a lot going on in that game for a measly second boring preseason game. And it was it was a pretty exciting game. It was a fun game. It was filled with highlights. And usually preseason games are a lot of lowlights, but this had a lot of highlights. The energy in the stadium was really high. You had the, the owner there. You had Coach Gibbs there. You had a lot of alumni there. Um, and then the first team offense playing the entire first half, which I did not expect. Uh, but overall, I think it was just an enjoyable preseason game to watch, especially when you know that the commanders won the game in the end, which means nothing. <laughs> we totally get it. It has yeah. no bearing on what's going to happen in the regular season, but it was still just fun to win a game. It was. It was. It was also the first home game for Josh Harris. Mm. It was the, you know, up north team and mm -hmm. their rowdy fans who they really, really loved that that win streak. I, I actually I you're right. It's preseason. None of it matters. But that did kind of matter is to be able to shut them up because there's there was a lot of discourse over this. They really loved it. We said it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Ravens fans came out of the woodwork saying it does matter. And now that, you know, Baltimore lost and Washington won, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's preseason. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. We see you, Ravens fans. We see you. Yeah. Ravens fans. When, the, when the team was winning a bunch of games and they were pulling out some games at the end and they were celebrating and having a good time, oh, yeah, yeah, it, wasn't, uh, it was a big deal then. But now when you lose, oh, it wasn't a big deal. It's preseason. <laughs> Come on now. You know you wanted to win that game so you could – Hold it over our heads for another year. Oh, and and uh, by far the players knew it too. You got Sam Cosme just doing the grismy out there <laughs> after Nick Gates pummels a player. It was it was quite contentious. You mentioned about mm -hmm. the starters playing the entire first half. I yep. love to see it. They did quite well. They ended the halves up seventeen to fourteen. Great two minute drill that we're going to watch later. Sam Howell. Talk of the town, talk of the nation right now. A lot of people, this was their first look. Monday Night Football is a national game. Yes. A lot of national eyes there got to see Sam Howell, and most of them came around uh, to being a howler. How about you, Stoner? Yeah, the spotlight was on Washington. It was, it, I mean, it was on Washington. It was not on Washington and Baltimore. The entire world was watching. Ooh, who's this new owner? Ooh, who's this new quarterback? Ooh, who's this new offensive coordinator who are all these weapons all of a sudden and then everybody got to see what it was all about and everything that happened put us in a good light 
I mean, Josh Harris was a little quirky there when he was in the booth with with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, but still, it was it was just the spotlight was on Washington, and it was all positive. Everything that came out of it, and of course, it all comes down to who what we all talk about day in and day out, and that's the quarterback. And Sam Howell, I don't care who he was playing against, he showed himself very well. He played very well. It's If it's the second and third teamers, fine. That's who he had to play against. If he had done terrible, then we'd be killing him. Oh, absolutely right? would have so, gotten murdered if uh, yeah. If he showed out, nice. Nathan, and he showed that he's capable of uh, having this job and taking over as the starter, hopefully for years to come. So let's put all that to rest. Um, you know, I I was not a howler. I did not like the pick in the first place. I told we, we talked about right away. You hated draft. it. You hated it. I loved it. I was like, this yeah. is a great value pick. Yeah, here. no, before the draft, because we even talked about it, because there was these rumors out there that Washington was going to take them like in the second round. Now, if they'd taken them in the second round, that'd have been a different story because you know, second round is is a lot higher than fifth round, obviously. There's a whole story behind all that. But I didn't even want him to take him in the fifth round because I didn't want this guy hanging over this team for year, year and a half or whatever. But here he is. He's proven that he can do the job and we'll see how it translates to the regular season when you're playing the Eagles and you're playing the Giants and you're playing the Buffalo Bills in week number three, I believe, right? Yeah. That's when it's going to count. He's going to stumble. He's going to have some rough games and all, but I'm a holler. Nathan, that's my, I'm a howler. I can't help it. There we go. I'm in. I'm 100% in. I've done a complete 180 on him. I'm yeah. 100% in. You're you're right about the stumbles, and that's that's the thing I, I want to make sure even us howlers, you know, know, right? As it's like, he's going to have probably a bad game. Not just a bad series, just a bad game. Oh, it's yeah. going to be in there, and you have to stick with him. You have to know that he is still developing, but he definitely has the tools. We talked about, this during our live stream there's some sacks that he's taken that he shouldn't be taking there's some times where he's holding on to the ball too long mm-hmm. or he should be throwing it away and he's trying to force something he needs these reps he got those reps in this game against baltimore love to see it and you're right most of the things going around this game were very very positive there mm-hmm. is one very specific thing that was not positive until today and that was the injury of Terry McLaurin, who was furious to be taken off of the field as the team is trying again to drive here in the two-minute warning. Terry McLaurin gets rolled up on. Initial fears were that it was his ankle. Looked mm-hmm. like it was going to be a toe injury. What's the injury update update here for Terry McLaurin? Well, of course, at the stadium last night, he did have an x-ray, which was negative, but Uh, So that was the first good sign. Today, he did have an MRI to check on the ligaments, and the the MRI came back negative as well. So there is a possibility that he'll be ready for week one. This is where that that dreaded two weeks until the regular season or the two-week break until the regular season that we all hate as fans, but this is where it's going to help Terry. Now, we have three weeks, of course, because there's another preseason game, but usually it's only one week. Mm-hmm. So now he's got a full three weeks to to rest it, to heal it, to take care of it and all that. But uh, 
you know, I'm going to I'm going to be very cautious about it. I think he will probably miss a game or two. Uh, because this turf toe, this is these things are no joke. So I I would expect him. That's just a prediction. I don't have any inside information or anything. I expect him to. He'll probably miss a couple weeks. But he's tough. He's tough. He's not some guy who's just going to milk this. So we'll oh see. no, he he was an absolute like I said competitor. He got mad that the team saw that he was limping and they pulled him off and said no. We you are our bell cow. We are not yeah. going to throw you out here in this meaningless game. So you think uh, he was, was mad? Happy with. You, you think he was mad because they took him off or he was mad because he got hurt? I Probably both. Probably a mixture of both. It definitely looked like he was yelling at some people on the sidelines. <laughs> right. Uh, when it came to what was going on there, it didn't seem. So that to me shows that he was combating. You know, he was very passionate about wanting to get back out there. And then, of yeah. course, he's mad about being you know, injured at all, right? You yeah. don't want to get any, you don't have any inner, in, injuries here in the preseason. Deami Brown, another notable one that was taken off the field, fears of concussion. How did that turn out, Stoner? Yeah, they cleared him during the game, so he was able to come back into the game if they wanted to put him back in, but of course they weren't going to, especially after the whole um, uh, the whole uh, Terry deal. Mm-hmm. Right, but they weren't going to risk Diami because if Terry does miss games and Diami moves up a spot to being a every down type receiver, so they were going to play it cautious with him. I didn't like the hit; it was a, kind of a cheap shot. The guy went right for his head. It was very much a cheap shot by uh, from Kelly, I believe. Yeah, and Kelly. So Kelly seemed to play like the entire game. He was involved in uh, a lot of plays in the first and second half. So mm-hmm. cheap shot. Didn't like it. I'm um, got my eye on that dude. All right. Well, how about some of those players that did not play? What are the expectations for them? We got one more preseason game coming up. Are are we going to see the likes of Logan Thomas, Charles Leno, uh, Wiley only played one series? What's Mm -hmm. going on with them? What are the expectations there with some of those players who didn't even suit up? Jonathan Allen being another notable one with a toe or foot injury. What's going on there? Uh, Offensively, of course, they held out, as you said, Logan Thomas, Charles Leno, and Wiley only played the one snap from the from the ones, from the first-teamers. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those, uh, except Logan, I don't know if Logan would have played if this was a regular season game, but uh, yeah, Charles would have played, Charles Leno would have played, Wiley would have played the entire game. Logan, I'm not so sure of. They're being very secretive about his calf issue, although from all reports are he's progressing. Whether or not he's ready for week one, we'll see. Defensively, they held out pretty much all the starters except for Forbes, Jamin Davis, and Cody Barton. And some of those were injury-related, and some of those were, were, well, we really don't need to play them because Baltimore is not playing their ones on offense. Why do we need to get them in there against second-teamers? They've already practiced two consecutive days in the prior week, so no need. But, uh, yeah, so injuries overall, overall, the guys who didn't play, uh, nothing serious, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. Really, the biggest injury concern right now that we have is with Logan and now, of course, Terry. All right. Well, we're going to keep an eye on that and keep you updated as those things go on. Let's move on to the risers and fallers. This is going to okay. just be this preseason kind of segment here as that's what this mm-hmm. is really all about, right? We need to see guys who are trying to make that that go for the 53 and who are those guys who are playing them out of a spot. Uh, we will do this separate from go-goes and no-goes, which are, mm-hmm. are kind of our – 
our good guys and our bad guys there at the, uh, for the game. But more specifically, who did something this time, Stoner, in this game against Baltimore to kind of solidify themselves a spot on the 53? Well, I think there's a couple of guys. And first of all, Cole Turner for the second consecutive preseason game showed that he can be the number one tight end if needed. Mm-hmm. and Or he could just be the number one tight end, period. Not even if Logan's healthy. He might be tight end one sure. if Logan is healthy. Yeah. So I, I thought he was a he was a riser in this game because his blocking has significantly improved. And of course, his patch, pass catching has always been there. Um, and then another riser to me was, um, again, Andre Jones Jr., uh, the edge rusher, the seventh-round rookie out of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He uh, he just continues to pop, whether it's against ones or twos or threes or whatever. I think last night he got himself a spot on the roster. At the expense of somebody else, it's going to be you know maybe a James Smith-Williams, who, by the way, was playing with the threes. Uh, last night he was playing in the fourth quarter he's supposed to be your backup uh, so keep an eye on that um, and then also a guy that we have we when I say we I have been very critical of Sadiq Charles went out there with the ones um, for the entire first half with the ones and I thought he played extremely well yeah so he's a riser for me as well because last week I had him off the team so <laughs> this week I've got him as a starter so yeah I, as a I, riser. I, yeah, I think if he stays healthy, that is definitely his spot. I do think Chris Paul has done well, mm-hmm. uh, and we haven't really seen anything bad from Chris Paul. Uh, we haven't dissected it too much, but Sadiq Charles is playing very well out there at left guard, and yeah. I think that's definitely his position as long as he's healthy. So good for him. My riser is absolutely going to be with you on that Cole Turner one. He you know, targeted twice, caught the ball twice. He's moving well into space. He's catching the ball as it comes to comes to him. But more importantly, Stoner, he's starting to do the things as a tight end you need him to do. He's setting sure. blocks. He's he's motioning and he's 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 putting himself in the position to help the team out wherever he's needed. And that is absolutely pivotal. That's um, that's why I agree with you that that's a, the key riser for this game. Flip side of that is some players didn't have the best game. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you list as your fallers for this? I've got game a few. Of them. Ooh. I, I've got a few of them, Nathan. I mean, there's the obvious ones like Jacoby Brissett did not play well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's falling necessarily in terms of yeah. his position. He's QB two. He's not QB three. Fromm did not take that job from him last night. Don't worry about that. But his he's fallen a little bit in that he did not have a good game. Um, Wild Goose uh, was exposed again. He continues to be exposed again. He's picked on by by both by Josh Johnson and Anthony Brown Jr. Yeah. Both were just targeting him left and right. Yep, I'm afraid he might have played himself off of uh, the roster as well, uh, but we'll see. They still got another preseason game. And he's had, uh, we've heard he's had a good camp. So yep, it's just correct. the fact that he's getting beat out here in the preseason games. You wonder what's what, what is not translating. Of course, that's Danny Johnson normally in those mm-hmm. positions. Uh, Danny Johnson having to sit this game out thanks to Mark Andrews. Now, Wild Goose gets out there and just does not take the care of this opportunity. Yep. Um, the guy who was, who was in the running for district diamond, which is, uh, uh, Mason Brooks, the, uh, undrafted, the preferred undrafted free agent. I think that's what they call him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
he got two snaps, and both of them were on special teams. Last One time. of them on the game-winning kick, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Good for him. Good. I mean, that just that means he's falling because he's not even sure. getting runs with the threes. Why is he not? Yeah, there was there was certainly a lot of names out there on the line that we we kept looking and we're like, wait, that's not Brooks, and we're we're at like the fourth or sixth yeah. even guard at this right. point. We're like, huh, should be seeing Mason Brooks out there a little bit yep. more. But and I did notice he was the one who was uh, congratulating uh, Sly. I think I'm oh, going to yeah. go back to the initial reaction. Yeah, that's Mason Brooks. Oh, for those <laughs> watching this on YouTube, Mason Brooks is the one running with Joey Sly after uh after the uh, field goal wow um a couple others that i i think did not help themselves out any and that's uh curtis hodges uh had a couple of plays that he could have made but didn't sure it doesn't mean he's no good or anything but you know he's fighting for a roster spot and i thought he missed a couple of opportunities and same with mitchell tinsley who we've just we've heard great things about all camp and mm -hmm. he had a couple of chances to make plays and did not come down with the ball. Yeah, Tinsley targeted five times, only caught two of them. And Hodges was targeted three times, only came down with the ball once. You got to make use of those opportunities. And I know some of those were tough catches. Tough, tough catches. But if they if the ball hits your hands, nobody is going to look at that going, okay, yeah, you're in full extension or anything like that. That You have to be able to bring down that ball. Um yeah, I'm going to go with you on Wild Goose is uh, is falling, and he's falling pretty hard. This was an opportunity for him to really take and, and solidify a spot on this roster ahead of some of the other guys. He's in a battle with not just Danny Johnson, but Christian Holmes, sure. uh, Castro Fields. You didn't even hear Castro Fields' name called, and usually that's a good thing if you're a defensive <laughs> back. And Wild mm -hmm. Goose was just getting picked on left and right. We didn't mention him in the risers. I'm looking at his picture here on the rundown. Uh, as a riser, he kind of had a mixed game, Stoner. So let's talk mm -hmm. about um, number 20 here. Juan yep. Martin, second overall pick. He ended up second getting, round pick. Second round pick. Uh, correct. Sorry. And then uh, so this is a guy who was much maligned after the Cleveland game. How did he do this game? Obviously big moment for him with the pick, bringing it back 50 yards, mm -hmm. but how else did he perform? Well, there were a few plays. I noticed him in a, in a negative way and that he, um, he was just not putting himself in the, in position to make plays. And when he got into position, didn't make plays. He missed on the uh, Zay flowers, touchdown the first drive i believe mm -hmm. it was uh first of all he got beat on the on the uh, route which is fine that happens Zay flowers is special you can do that to be yep absolutely and when he came up to to make the tackle he just whiffed mm -hmm. he just completely whiffed and the effort was a little bit lacking or he was just worried that zay was going to juke him so bad and zay just kind of went right by him so not great i mean you get zay flowers in open space and you're in trouble but you're a second round pick. You're not some slouch uh, sixth round guy who's fighting for uh, the end of the roster spot. You're a, you're a backup and a sometimes starter. So I didn't think he played ex uh, especially well, but that interception was great. He didn't give up. He got beat. He didn't give up and he made a play. Mm -hmm. And that was a big time play that he made on that interception. So happy he was able to redeem himself and make that play. 
Yep, good to go. Hopefully we continue seeing some good things out of that second round pick for Washington as we go along. Probably going to get a lot of time against Cincinnati, and hopefully he develops his skill. We'll talk about him after that game, I'm sure. Let's move on to the drive of the game, Stoner. This was one that was kind of we we talked about it on stream. We're like, if if Baltimore, if Washington is able to stop Baltimore, do mm-hmm. they try to go, you know, and throw out the first team offense? Baltimore was not stopped, Stoner. Yeah. Ba- Baltimore made it all the way to the end zone in like <laughs> 10 seconds. Right. And so now it became, does Washington throw out the starters? Yeah. I said yes, and you agreed. I said no. You no, said I said no. no. Okay, I you did said not no. Come on, at 140 or 150, you got to throw them out Well, there. the point was that that Baltimore, they didn't expect Baltimore to go straight down the field. So I thought maybe after that Washington drive that the coaches told the first-team offense, shut it down, you're done, because you're not going to have time. And all of a sudden they had a minute 29. So yeah. that's why that's why I said Maybe they were shut down mentally. Yeah. Well, they they were not shut down mentally. They and they, they did things the way they were supposed to. Let's go ahead and do this film session here with all right. the drive of the game. You break it down for us, Stoner. All right. So first of all, on on first and ten here, you've got uh, of course Washington down 14 to 10, minute 29 left. All three right? timeouts. That's that's all an eternity. That is key. All right. So um, first and 10 from the 21 yard line. And I'm going to go ahead and hit play. If I, if I can figure out how, <laughs> here. um, yeah, here we go. So where did my tools go? Maybe I just have to go to the keyboard. All right. So all right, there we go. go. There we go. So on that first down play, Howell was sacked, right? Um, and Howell admitted later that this was his fault. And if mm-hmm. we look at it, from the first angle right here, if you start right here, they've got Washington's got three receivers right and two left. So they got an empty backfield. And you can see that Baltimore, way they're lining up, they've only got two guys covering, and then they've got this deep safety. So, Nathan, you know that's not how they're going to defend the play. So Sam has to be able to see that and know they're not going to leave these guys one of these guys completely wide open. So you know that these defenders are going to back out and that the pressure is probably going to come from this way. You've got to slide your protection to the left, or you've got to know that this guy's going to come unblocked and you've got to get it to your hot route. So as soon as he drops back, of course, he's got up here, he's got his hot route open. But because this guy came so quick and unblocked, he doesn't have the time to make the play yeah this is one that he kind of had an issue with with the browns as well not seeing that blindside blitzer yeah. come after him so hopefully these are the ones that you get you're seeing in game game action now this is sam Howell learning we know that this is a process for him uh, but yeah after this one we we were super excited at the start of this drive to see what they can do and this just felt deflating and now you're mm-hmm. yelling at me like see this is why they shouldn't have done it they just weren't mm. prepared and all that yeah. but let's continue on to see what the rest of this drive had for us this this is just the other angle of it but you see the rest of the blocking was very good mm-hmm. but they just didn't move that uh blocking scheme over to the left all right so now you're at 
Oh, here's another play. Look at the eyes on the defender. Look at those. Oh eyes. yeah, he got those wide are Mike eyes. Singletary eyes. He was just he he was just like, wait, I'm this wide open. I'm <laughs> I've got this free of a shot. Yeah, right. Uh, get out of here. We don't like you. Um, all right. So now you've got uh, second and seventeen, and you've got a minute twenty five. So the clock kept running. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. Did not use one of their timeouts. I'm just wondering. Wait a minute. Let me go back for a second. Let me go back. Baltimore used a timeout there. They did. Yeah, sorry. Reminder there that Baltimore took their timeout because they got the sack. They thought maybe this is an opportunity for them to get the ball back. Yep, that's right. That's exactly what happened. So they took a a sack. I mean, they took a timeout on the sack. All right. So now you've got second and 17, and that's why the clock was stopped. Only lost four seconds there. And we'll hit the play button here on second and 17. Howell takes a five-step drop, jumps up into the pocket, and then scrambles out while doing what? While looking up field. Yep. Looking mm-hmm. upfield. He did a good job on that play. I don't know if we have a replay here. We'll go back. Oh, that's right. We had a, uh, there was a, a holding yeah. on the yep. defense. Which they tacked on to the run there. So that, yeah. that run got him back to just in front of the original line of scrimmage. But you're absolutely right here. Look. He 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 makes you know gets the back of his drop and nothing's there. He moves around the pocket and then slides out as the pressure starts getting to him. Mm-hmm. And he continues to look downfield. This is the only time here that he wasn't, which is when he was scrambling to try to make to get to the edge, and then finally looks up, still nothing there, and makes the run for it. Mm-hmm. Gets those extra yards. Good, good quality play here from Sam Howe. Nothing looked open, and he took what the defense gave him, and also smart by running out. He yeah, didn't. And- he, there was a play earlier in this game where he fought for extra yards, and it was just like, no, 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 preseason, <laughs> don't get it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He had pretty good protection, um, but nothing was available, and he bounced out just like you said. All right, so you got a holding. So you got an automatic first down. So now you got first and 10, and they're at the 27-yard line and a minute 17 left. So on this first down play, another five-step drop, looking, 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 and fires over the middle uh, to Terry McLaurin. And this is where Terry gets injured. Is it? Here. That's the that's the play, right? That was Yeah, that was the play where he got injured. Look at the protection here from Washington. One -hmm. of the biggest concerns we had going into this game and going into the season is will Washington's offensive line be able to hold? Now, they have a lot of heavy hitters uh, coming up on defense, right? Philadelphia and Mm -hmm. uh, the New York Giants both have monster lines. There's great quality, especially with Micah Parsons on the Dallas side as well. That's six of the games they're going to have to face where this yep. offensive line is going to be truly tested. So it's good to see them have reps like this where they give Sam Howell time to throw. Again, I don't care who's out there. They just need to be able to handle business right now. Yep, absolutely. And then when he had the chance, he threw a rocket right into McLaurin, who brought it in. You're right. That is the play that he got hurt. So... Now you've got they let the clock run. They didn't they elected not to call a timeout here. So now you got a first down with 56 seconds left and you're on the 40 yard line. And that's where you got a false start. Basically everybody except the center. 
So <laughs> Nick Gates didn't have the snap caught on that one. Yeah. Everybody moved. G- Gibson Gibson being targeted by the refs on this one because he definitely fell forward first. And then you yeah. see all the laundry. That was hilarious to me. It was just like Here seeing you. seeing everybody throw the flag. Let's see. You got uh you got one here, you got one here, you got another one there. Yeah, all three of them. So, yep. So they got a uh, false start and blame it on Gibson. So okay. this is one of those things, Stoner, that we've seen time and time again from Washington over the, the Ron Rivera years, right? They have something good and then they, they faltered away, right? Like yeah. so getting a, getting a two minute drill gifted to you thanks to your defense, letting the opposing team score Mm-hmm. Only to get a sack with the first one. Now yep. you get a good play, you get a first down, and then you got a false start. And you go normally backwards. these drives end in disaster for Washington. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see this kind of reverse itself, and Washington was able to keep going here. Yep. So you got a first and fifteen. Um, Washington did have to take a timeout there because of the rule is if under two minutes and you have a penalty with the clock moving, you incur a ten second runoff unless you want to take a timeout. So they took their first timeout there so as not to lose those 10 seconds. Yep. So you got the bunch formation here. Obviously, you got three receivers, one up top, two down here at the bottom, and you got your tight end here. And, of course, yep. uh, looks like Gibby there. And it's less than a minute, I believe, not two minutes. Uh, um, oh, for the runoff? Yeah, the runoff okay. is less than gotcha. a minute. And it's just to discourage, for anyone who wants to know, it's to discourage people – you know, doing a penalty just to stop the clock, right? Yep. They want you to use your timeouts and not have to, not try to game the system. Absolutely. All right. So, again, look at that protection, by the way. He has all, all day. day. And if you let Jahan Dotson run free out there all day, uh, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Go back to the start of this play. Let's count. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just see exactly how long he had. And it's just hard to cover an NFL wide receiver let alone one of the quality of Jahan Dotson here. So this ball is snapped at 55 seconds, and he doesn't uncork it until 51, 52 mm-hmm. seconds. So he had three-plus seconds to hold on to this ball. Yep. And that's just it's, that's almost impossible for anybody to cover. And that's Kelly again, by the way, 17. <laughs> that's right. Yep. And what a great throw, by the way. A dart, um, absolute dart. What might be even better? And then they had a flag on there. This is um, this is Watson's route. Just dirty. Look at that separation right there. Look at that separation. That's ridiculous. That's a five-yard separation. <laughs> I mean, you know how rarely that happens? Dotson, man, did him Look, dirty. Right there. And... He's close, right? Yep. He's within a yard. And the next thing you know, boom. He's five yards separate. Yeah. They went they went together at the 50 to <laughs> at the 45 stays Dotson and yeah. Kelly is at the 40. That is just uh, outstanding route running by uh by Jahan Dotson there, who did kind of go laterally a little too much for my liking, admittedly, yeah. but he got the first down, and it was at that point it was mainly you know, get down, get to the next play, right? You are under a minute of play. You're in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily want to run off this clock. Yeah, I, and, and of course, you know, hindsight, whatever. Yeah. Maybe if he had gone this way, 
I don't which, know. You can't is, see what's behind. Yeah, which here. is actually where uh, he was thrown to, by the way. Yeah, you're right. And he decided to go against, but that's nitpicky, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so um, all right, help me out here. Why do they not have? Time? Oh, they didn't use their timeout. They did not use their timeout here. They just Wait, ran. They had to have the penalty. Remember, there was a flag on the penalty. Play. That's correct. Thank you. For and they, they, uh, what they, uh, they declined the penalty, but it did st- still stop the clock because the, the, right. the first down throw was more than the penalty. So, yep. All right. So here you got the um, four receivers: one up top, two, three of them down here, and then a back to stay in as either to block or as a hot route. Uh, you see him going out on the hot route. Gibson did. And Howell decides to go up the middle, throws it a little bit behind Dotson on that play, allows mm-hmm. Thompson, I think that's Thompson or Washington, to make a play. So that was a good play by the defense. Not one of his best throws, but it was also not a mistake throw either. Yeah. So now you got second and 10. That only took four seconds. So you got 41 seconds left. And again, you've got two up top, three down bottom, nobody to help. Defense brings five, one, two, three, four, and there's a guy hiding back behind there. And Howell rolled a little bit right and tried to dump it off to his uh, hot route there, which was Dotson again. That was a bad throw. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best throw. One of those things, though, that I like from this particular play is, remember, the opening to this drive was a five wide as well. Mm-hmm. And that he did not see that that rusher coming to him. This time, he knows he's going to get pressure to from his left, and that's why he rolls out to his right. Mm-hmm. He has the he has the open player. Dotson is open here. He just does not get his feet underneath him enough to uh, to get this pass into Dotson. So it does go incomplete here. Third and ten, and this is where we start discussing. Uh, is this four down territory or mm-hmm. is this is this you just get enough yards for a field goal? Mm, what's going to happen? Yep, here we go on third and 10. Great block right there, and we'll talk about that after. And, of course, Dotson wide open. Yeah, with Terry McLaurin sidelined, you just start <laughs> to see a tunnel vision to Jahan Dotson. Now, yep. granted, it, thankfully, with that tunnel vision, there is nobody else around him, which is great. Yep, this is a very vanilla defense with just a typical uh, safety coverage, two deep safety there, and uh, watch Robinson come in here and get that block on the blitzer right up the middle. He helps out, boop, and gives Sam Howell that pocket. Knock this dude down. This dude's way out of the picture. This guy's being taken care of by Cornelius, by Cornelius Lucas. Lucas. Look, look at the center here now. So J- Brian Robinson's block actually negates two of the Ravens players right there. Mm-hmm. He is there's that is going to be that's just quality pass blocking from your running back that he's able to go in there and help out your offensive line to the point where he's taken out two players with yep. an effective block. Yep. And then you, here you see that just as Jahan is going into his break Howell's already thrown it. He sees this window. They always Mm -hmm. say those windows of where the receivers are going to be, and he zips it in there. He's got the arm strength, knowing that this guy is not going to be able to come over and break it up and puts it in the perfect spot for Jahan Dotson for a huge gain. 
A great play all the way around. So now you've got a first down again. You're at the 32-yard line with 30 seconds left. And again, yeah, they're Washington going down to the one timeout now. They were not scared of Baltimore's rush because they're not, they're just letting their five guys block and maybe sometimes leave a back in there. And look what Baltimore's doing, man. They're they're bringing some exotic blitzes. Don't tell me they weren't trying to win. <laughs> uh, but they're bringing in one, two, three, four, five guys here yeah. coming from different angles. This time, Brian Robinson does not get the uh, the good block. Sam Howell, just Houdini here, mm -hmm. makes his way out. So I think I counted three, right? So here's Brian Robinson. He's he's looking for that guy he has to block. And 24 from Baltimore comes in and just gets right by Brian Robinson. There's the yep. first sack avoidance. Here's here's another arm that tries to grab him. He have, Sam Howell avoids that. And look Where's where his eyes, his eyes straight yep. downfield, Stoner. Straight yep. downfield. Just looking to see one of those players. I would like to see some of those wide receivers start to move and recognize that this is now a scramble drill. Yep. The play is busted. Find open space. And... You know he does have the dump for for uh, to be able to dump this off here, mm -hmm. but look at his eyes. His eyes are trained to look downfield, and there was one player that understood the assignment, and that was Jahan Dotson, who was all the way up by the end zone. Remember this? This is Sam yep. Howell by the forty. Jahan Dotson was by the end zone. He looks back and sees, hey, this is a scramble drill. Let me make this easy for my QB. And we're going to watch the route here by Jahan. Yep, this is the isolation on Jahan. Obviously wasn't open on that route. And he says, oh, I'm coming back to my quarterback. Zips it right in there. And excellent play by Dotson. Although, I, you know, again, to be nitpicky. It was a great throw. It was a great throw. Yeah, in order, a little nitpicky. I wish he had thrown him out of bounds. I mean, not thrown it out of bounds, but thrown it to the sure, outside so that he the could clock. go out of bounds. Yeah, stop he the threw clock. On the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had two timeouts, so that was fine. So they did use, or they had one timeout. Yeah, so. they used their last timeout there. But right. now it's it's first and 10. You're at the 11, 21 yep. seconds. Again, still a very long time at the end here. You can take th three shots to the end zone if you wanted. Absolutely. You can, of course, get the first down if you wanted as well. One, two, three, four, five, six rushers on this play from Baltimore. And he overthrows Diami on, on the first down play. But Baltimore brought six, but the line held up on that. Now, we had six blockers because the running back was helping, but nobody got through. Look at that. He had a clean pocket. He just kind of overthrew Diami on that route. So now you got second down. And again, they're bringing one, two, three, four, five guys this time. And then Sam just said, my guy's better than your guy. I'm going to throw it up to him. And Diami did just that. It was it was absolutely a play where that we talk about sometimes about throwing a guy open. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what he did. He was not open. Okay, when we watch this from up here, here's Diami up here. Not open at all. And Howell threw it. Look right here. Look at Diami's covered. He's throwing it right now. Look where Diami is on the defender. And Sam Howell has thrown it. And he 
And he threw it to Diami anyway. And Diami, he said, my guy's better than your guy. And I'm going to give him a chance to win that ball and catch it. And that's exactly what he did. For the touchdown, right before the half, here's an isolation again on Diami. Not open at all. He got himself open on the throw. Fantastic play from uh, from Diami and from Sam Howell. Yeah, it was it was real special to see that from Washington. Move it down. Good opportunity here in the preseason to work through those. Got a couple things to work on from Sam Howell, but it was just fantastic to see this because this is not something that they've had in a while. Yeah, with the ability to throw it down, you know, make those shots downfield. He mainly was a running team here for the last few years. Now you have an arm that can make these big throws. And so that was plenty good to see. Let's move on from the drive of the game now, Stoner, to the go-goes and no-goes. Stoner, right. I'm going to try my best to hold you to one Okay, on both. Okay? All right. Let me get your go-go. Actually, let's end on the, on the go-goes because that way we're ending on a positive. And a positive. Right? All right. So let's start with your no-go. Gosh, my no-go on this particular one. There's so many, but I I hate to be uh, mean about it, but I'm probably gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Curtis Hodges as as my no-go. He just had a huge opportunity in this game, and he couldn't come up big when he needed to. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna go with Curtis Hodges. Mentioned in the fallers and uh, doubled down on it here. Yeah, there there's a couple in that fallers that could be contend. You know, you know, counted as a uh, no go, especially Wild Goose, if you wanted to go that route. But uh, one name we hadn't mentioned was Mac, who had himself. Mm. It was he didn't have a bad game, mm. but he definitely had probably the play that we were most frustrated with. Yep, and that was Washington trying to stop Baltimore. You know. And Baltimore got him off sides. Yeah, gave him gave him fresh set of downs there, goal to go situation, and they and, scored, and they end up scoring. And you just yeah. so you can't do that. This is a guy who was just picked up this week, and he's probably going to be let go this week as <laughs> yeah. Washington does yep. the shuffleboard of who's going to come in there, largely on the the roster right now because Jonathan Allen's injury. Yeah. Sorry, Mac. You're my no-go for this game against the Ravens. Get to your go-go here before I forgot to put up District Diamond, so we will have a positive to end on. But give me your go-go for the game. Uh, I think my go-go for this is is I'm going to give it to a group, and it's probably the most maligned group through all of training camp, offseason, and everything. The offensive line was really good in this game. They they only had the one sack, which was on – Howell, he admittedly, or maybe they had more, but I'm just talking about with the ones anyway. Sure. And uh, and I thought that they were really good. I don't care that they were playing twos and threes or whoever was on the defensive side. They did what they had to do in this game and at least gave you a little bit of hope that they can improve. Now, they didn't play with Leno and they didn't play with um, uh, Wiley for most of the game, but I, I thought they acquitted themselves quite well. And in fact, specifically Trent Scott, who played right guard quite a bit of this game. I thought he was right pretty tackle. impressive. Yeah. I mean, tackle. I, mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty impressive. I thought yeah. Trent Scott played really well. 
he not only did he play the right tackle spot after Wiley sat down, but as the game progressed, he actually, I believe, moved over to left, left tackle, tackle. Absolutely. Uh, to cover the blind side of both Jacoby Brissett and Jake Fromm. Mm-hmm. So looks like they might have another swing tackle to go with Cornelius Lucas Hopefully. to uh, help out this offensive line. They did a fantastic job, Stoner. Really, really uh, happy with the work they did. They did give up those three sacks, by the way, two on Sam Howell, one on Jake Fromm. But my uh, go-go has to go to the guy who won the kicking duel and won the game for Washington with his leg, and that is going to be Joey Sly here. Uh, special teams did pretty well throughout it. I mean, you had a punter who was able to down the ball right at like the one yard line with mm-hmm. the uh, with the gunners going after that as well. Um, you know, you you had Tress Way who picked up a ball off the ground mm-hmm. and was uh, you know secured it in time for a field goal connection, and then mm-hmm. Joey Sly making the forty nine yard game winning field goal. Special teams unit uh, did a great job this time. And so I'm, I'm going to give it to Joey Sly particularly, but yep. uh, we'll uh, we'll move on from there. By the way, neither one of us went with Jacoby Brissett as a as a, a no go there, which is a little surprising. He had a bad game. Yes, he but did not. Yes, he had a bad game. He had a bad game. And you, I, I, you limited I, me this week. I was going to do did, the. Yeah. I'm not going to say Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> but you wouldn't let me. So no, I yeah, trying to keep you honest here. I will give you also yeah. one district diamond. Though. Yeah, who's who's your district diamond uh, for new listeners of uh, Ref the District here? This is your preseason darling who shows up, might not make the roster, but we just mm-hmm. all fall in love with because of the things that that person's doing. What? Who's mm-hmm. your district diamond for this game against Baltimore? I'm going to go with a guy who's probably won this award many times, and I'm going to go Jared freaking Patterson. I thought he had a really good game running the ball, and, of course, that touchdown that he caught um, in the second half was uh, was an important touchdown, and it showed athleticism, and it showed strength as well, quickness, all of that that you want. I don't think he's going to make the team. Uh, I think he'll possibly just took be all the good graces from ep and threw it out the window yeah i know i'm sorry but uh, that's what a district diamond is somebody who's <laughs> showing out but is probably not going to make the team so i'll go jared freaking patterson yeah for me it is another running back here it's Derek gore yeah. and he did look dynamic running the ball had three carries for 23 yards uh, and he looked the part back there, which is what you you kind of want to see as far as that, you know, into the roster running back. That's going to be a very, very tightly contested spot. As you got Jonathan Williams, you got Jarrett Patterson, you got Gore, Derek Gore. You might even throw in Chris Rodriguez into that mix. Yeah. So Washington's got themselves a running back core that I think they like, and they're going to keep several of these guys, probably three on the main roster and a few of them on the practice squad because this is a team that likes to run the ball, and they're going to want to have these running backs fresh. But Derek Gore is uh, my district diamond for the and game. Is, is Armagh going to count against your running backs if they decide to keep him on the roster? Or is he a yeah. tight end or whatever? So he might make the team. Yeah, we'll see Number how two. that all goes. We do have the 53-man project that will be airing next week where mm-hmm. we bring in content creators across 
the commander's sphere to help us shape that. And then we'll be getting with our Believe team as well. Anthony Armstrong and company are going to help us from the Believe in Commanders crew to actually dissect who did make the 53-man roster. So stay tuned for that here on Ref the District. We're live every Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern. Tune in. Stoner's got a special guest with Trev tomorrow night. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But until next time. Oh, I'm a howler. 180. Be Be a fan. Here we go. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.